Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Another Pod. Do not relent. I'm your boy, Slide Whistle. One week away is Dragonfly. Tis I, immunization, at Aaron's house. Ooh, you cannot believe it because of... Christian Thanksgiving shenanigans! Immunization is here, live, at my apartment. Quick, what's the nerdiest thing you see? Shout it out. Um, it, like, honestly, there are very few things in this room that are not nerdy. Yeah, th this one's pretty stacked. Um, let's see here. It's turning around. Um, I mean, we have three Hatsune Mikus and the Hutch next to him. Uh, Master Chief is holding on to my spare car keys. And we do have Sylvain from Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, in a heart. It's Caitlyn's little shrine to him. Okay, I have analyzed the room pretty thoroughly. I think I only noticed, like, two things that aren't nerdy. There is a box, like, an empty, no, a box with a space heater in it. That's pretty not nerdy. And then there's, um, the only thing I see on the wall that is hung up that isn't nerdy is, like, I assume they're old license plates. Yes. Everything pretty else nerdy. everywhere is very nerdy. Yes. Speaking of nerdy, you know what we got coming up soon. I already said it, but I'll say it again. One more week till Dragonflight. I'm actually, the commercials have, have been rolling out, and they actually got me, like, excited for it. I, I kind of couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, um, there's a new, I guess it's one commercial with, like, three celebrities in it. The one with, like, uh, David Harbour and Pedro Pascal and Jubilee. And Jubilee from the, I was about to say the bad X-Men, but half of them are bad. But the worst X-Men. The X-Men that made them think, maybe we should sell this to Marvel. <laughs> But I yeah, I those are fun. It's like, oh, life with a dragon. <laughs> the only thing is obviously the people look very real. But the dragons, I would not even say look like realistic cartoon characters. David Harbour of Stranger Things is interacting with like a wrath model. It was also a proto-Drake, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, it is a proto-Drake, yeah. But if you think those dragons look bad, you should try the augmented reality app that they created where you can stand next to your own dragon. <laughs> and it looks even worse than the commercials. Is this for, like, the, like, VRs? Do, do I do this on my, do I hold my phone to my eyes like it's pornography? I really actually do not know. I saw them, like, they, like, posted a link that was, come on, get your dragon in this picture, in this augmented reality thing. And then I closed it, and I was like, I will not be doing that. <laughs> no, thank you. So, we've all met here. We have one week till Dragonflight. How are you guys doing on your checklist? Have you been getting all of your armor sets? So, I don't really care about the armor sets, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I got the toy, and I am now working on collecting all of the four pieces of the different elements to create the... It's an heirloom trinket, correct? Correct. Ah, oh, jeez. Once again, I hate to be that sour grapes. People are still doing that? I did that, like, day two. Listen, well, okay, I only listen, have one of them lucky. so far. Like, <laughs> I, I legitimately had to, like, camp and wait for the fire one. I killed it eight times before getting the fire piece. Do you know how I know that Aaron got lucky? Because Persephone, in our guild, she just completed the trinket yesterday. And that girl plays every chance she gets. And I know <laughs> she's been trying to get this, like, for a while. And I, I logged on during work, and it was said, Persephone has completed the uh, achievement. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. She was really unlucky. Oh, I there's an mine, achievement like, for it? It, like, yeah, it, like, tells you, right? It's, like, or, like, maybe she posted it. Either she posted it or it was, like, a little achievement. I don't remember which one it is. But, um, I got mine, like, earlier this week. Like, Monday. Like, I finally got the fucking, because the, the Earth Elemental was not up at all. And it, it finally showed up during my lunch break, and I finally got it, so. I don't know. I, I guess... I'll be interested to try this thing out. I was about to say when I'm ma making a new character, but I definitely did all my Drakthir stuff and did not remember to equip this thing. Well, there's no reason to equip it yet. Um, its eye level is like 127. 
So once Dragonflight begins, you're gonna want to slap that bad boy on Growlina or whoever you're leveling. Wait, with. wait, it's it's useful for like real people. Well, when you're leveling through Dragonflight, it's gonna be useful. Like wait, because you're, remember, yeah, even if it's a doo doo eye level, isn't the eye level you can upgrade it right at like Brewfest with one of those things? That takes a lot of work. Is there gonna I gotta, be an eye level? Did is I, there going to be, be an eye level squish? squish? I thought there was going to be an eye level squish. I don't know. Immunization, you're here. You're the numbers man. <laughs> I, I don't think there's going to be an eye level squish, though, Slide. Hmm. Maybe you have to upgrade it? I don't know. You know what? Now I'm going to look into this, and now I can do that because there's not another person in the room with me. But, yeah, I have three-fourths of the armor sets. They're all pretty bad. <laughs> Other than, like, the plate helmet is okay. But mail, cloth, plate, not looking very good. Okay, no eye-level squish confirmed. I'm checking the upgradeability of the weapon. Okay, um, but yeah, I don't... I feel like um, going into Shadowlands, I spent a lot of time grinding, like, whatever the Argent tokens or whatever the fuck they were to get those armor sets... I feel like those ones looked a little bit better than, like, these ones. These ones just I don't care about. Like, I legitimately <laughs> do not. And we're going to keep using them forever because they have four iterations of them. So I'm like, oh man. Oh, shit. Also, I do have sushi on the way. So sometime I will announce it's sushi time. And I will be running downstairs to grab my delicious <laughs> fish. Luckily, we do have a segment that buys us some time, so everyone starts your clocks. There's a countdown to Growl on the Prowl and Sushi Time. But I guess while we still have time, <laughs> and while, we, while you're still here... Sushi Time has not come yet. Obviously, we need to talk about what we all care a lot about. <laughs> and I'm talking this fucking... Okay, so I forget like what his official title is, but it's like a Rathion short story. I'm going to title it like Rathion, like, colon, The Wedding We Do Not Care About. <laughs> we do not care. I, you know, reading this, I kind of cared a little bit. Maybe, just a little bit, only because it's cool. It's almost like we're getting like um, Degrassi a reunion is kind of what it feels like. All the characters are coming back. And like, hey, you know, we're still here and we're older and here's what we're doing now. And what they're doing is fucking, basically. Because that's really what <laughs> yeah, it seemed yeah. like. It was so, flying all over the board. Everyone yeah, so the, the whole thing was it was like, it's Rathion and he's visiting the marriage of High Arcanist Thalrithra and Lothamar Theron. But while they were there, they snuck a bunch of other couples in there too. My man Bane is finally getting his moody dick wet. With everyone's favorite betrayer, Mela High Totem. Yeah, Ew. dude, they were noticing those beautiful eyes that were they were throwing at each other. Those big <laughs> flapping eyelids. <laughs> those big thick bovine eyelids. Dude, Kyle, those are some of the hardest blinkers I think I've ever seen. Like they they like they fan the area with their thick eyelids. It's crazy. And then we had we had Finn and Matthias Shaw playing footsies under the table <laughs> and like a little quick uh, quick aside there. You know I do appreciate that like whatever the media is that um, Blizzard has um, available to them. I guess besides the mainline game itself, but like <laughs> besides the one that counts. But like they really have gone all in on uh, Matthias and Flynn. What was what's their ship name, guys? Um, ship Thias. I think you just ship, just the ship. There's no, there's no <laughs> it, the, It's the fact that they are sailors is intrinsic in their ship name. It, it's just ship. <laughs> the, 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 the dead mama gang. Although I guess one had a dead mom, the other had a dead grandmama. So, mm. but yes, it's Rathion and he's, he begins the story and he's getting whispers from from deep inside him. And it's the whispers of Deathwing basically being like, hey, you and me, we're one and the same, kid. And he said, no, we're not. You never got invited to an elven wedding. So canonically, what is the time frame of when this wedding took place? It's like in between like end of Shadowlands and beginning of Dragonflight? 
Okay, so the only hint that I, I, I only read this once, and this is long. Like, Christy Golden, like, this is like, this is like, what? Uh, 30 pages maybe in, the, in like a book would, would you say is that Wait, yeah pages? It's, it's 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 long it's a fair amount i put it into a text-to-speech to be like <laughs> read to me and the text-to-speech thing was just like mm, too long too much information i'm like damn gold <laughs> i was about to call her goldie damn christy uh <laughs> you, you're really putting your whole christusy into this one yeah, so um, the only reference point that I had was an Anduin reference. I currently have it open. Okay, here we go. Um, Anduin, the King of Stormwind, who had been absent from that role over the past few years. Okay, nothing. We gain nothing. Because who knows how long time has passed in the Shadowlands, right? Who fucking knows? This could be like right after Shadowlands. This could be like two years after Shadowlands. Well, in one of the past interviews, I think they did say that the timeline between the end of the Shadowlands and the beginning of Dragonflight was, like, a few years, I think. Maybe, like, two years? Yeah. Also, this was, um, there was quite a little bit of Derek Proudmore bits in here. Um, lots of just, like, people kind of, uh, Baratheon being surprised that, uh, people are embracing the undead as much, because... Remember before, his whole idea was, I'm going to make the Alliance and the Horde fight each other, and the strongest one, I'll join them. And now he's the fucking protector of Azeroth? So he's like, oh, it's weird that like people who are Alliance are just hugging the undead and not being grossed out by it. But Jaina wasn't even here. Yeah, she was She was doing cult and stuff. They said cult... I'm sorry, she was dealing with pirates... So, which, which, what I, do you I, think is that, that like is? a real threat, or is that just like, oh, no, no just free boot? No, it's not. Freehold Buccaneers. Okay, so so you had a text of speech to you, so you probably didn't get the effect of reading it. The Lord Admiral is doing well, Talia told Caligos. Lady Jaina wanted so much to be here, but her hands are rather full. We're having some trouble with pirates. Like, there's, there's a three big ellipses between with and pirates so either she's lying and covering up the fact with pirates or it's who would pirates even be i mean yeah the ones at freehold but i feel like they don't really i don't i don't really honestly see them being too much of a threat to like Jaina proudmore leading Boralis. i don't know i would be so, so fucking pissed happening. if the ashvane gang is still a threat five years later they blew themselves up with bombs at, like, the end of the storyline. Those guys can't lead a thing. Uh, also, yeah, but you... Oh, <laughs> also, are you falling down the <laughs> stairs? No. <laughs> I thought I muted my mic, but I didn't. I was getting a beer, so I was right into my kitchen <laughs> to get a beer. <laughs> I mean, it definitely sounded uh, like that. Maybe, like, anyway, you fell down the well, stairs yeah, and then... Well, I mean, who, who would be that level of unprofessional? <laughs> Wait, so I was running back because I wanted to say... Well, you know, we defeated the fucking her pirates and shit in Freehold, but they still fucking were haunting Boralis, the fucking puppy district near the pet shop where they would come out and chase you and beat you up. So we know that there's still a force out there, right? They still exist. Not even Jamie can fucking stop them. But they don't have a leader, right? Because, like, Lady Ashvane was, like, turned into a giant crustacean and we killed her. Maybe it was Lady Ashvane Jr. Madam Ashvane. Um, what else happened? So, like, the whole, like, the beginning of this is just basically just, like, oh, here's what everyone's doing right now. But then, on page three is when the, oh, wait, Mia, Mia Greymane's here. We're gonna talk about Mia. Aaron, how'd you feel? Yeah, yeah, Aaron, how did you feel about well, I Mia mean, Greymane? <laughs> Morgan Stan that I am, I can't say I'm a Mia Greymane guy. It was just, like, Mia was there. And I was, like, yep. Although I am ha I am I am happy to say that they were like Gen was not there because he was still horde racist. And I was like, good. He's had too many scenes where he's like, maybe they're not bad guys. And I was like, come on. You're the last horde racist out there. Stick to your guns. I mean, I respect that. I mean, like, first off, being racist is against a horde, but then also like, if I were him, I also just would say that. But then, like, honestly, I just don't want to go because I do not care about this wedding. <laughs> He's just like, for real, though? I know it's controversial. I don't like elves. I don't like any of them. Here, here, let me just read you this, this, this short paragraph. It's just so weird the amount of characters we have here. 
Raphian watched as Mia struck up a conversation with Illyria. She whispered something to the ranger and Illyria burst into laughter. Raphian raised an eyebrow. Illyria was always serious. Both she and Turalian, Turalian, who was talking with Talanji in front of the towering lavender frosted wedding cake. I'm sorry, Turalian talking to Talanji? R.I.P. by the way. We haven't gotten there yet, but I missed that cake. Also, um, I just want to say, like, um, the description of all of these very important world leaders being huddled together in such a small place is very much so the energy of, like, um, last week, like, after Russia, like, maybe on purpose, like, was bombing people and, like, possibly starting World War Three, and then, like, all of these world leaders are, like, huddled together, like, discussing what to do about it. It's like, maybe you shouldn't do that. I love how th- how that's like you took like the serious approach, and the minute you you began, I was like, he's gonna talk about how the fucking Weasleys had a wedding when Voldemort was back in power, and the the Death Eaters came and destroyed their wedding. <laughs> you were talking about a real serious event. I mean, but also I was a different planet. <laughs> also, same like similar though, because like um like uh, Slide, Sweaty Gumbo, and uh. Wait, what was our, our nickname for <laughs> Mr. Gumbo? Is it just Mr. Sweaty, sweaty? Gumbo. <laughs> yeah, Sweaty Gumbo. It's Sweaty Gumbo's boo. Well, we've had a marathon recently where we rewatched all of the Harry Potter movies, so that is uh, fresh on Slide's mind. But speaking of Death Eaters coming and ruining the thing, uh, out of nowhere, they're having a great time. Here comes Turok Grimtotem, which... Spoilers, gang, is, like, the guy in Dragonflight. And he's a fucking wedding crasher. Him and Vince Vaughn showed up, hand in hand, and like, we're gonna fucking get some pussy at this wedding. Wait, is he the one that's at the beginning of the Evoker campaign? Yeah, yeah. like, wait, he's, like, the purple guy, and he's like, the one who freed Razagath. Sushi time! Well, (laughs) I know we promised this segment... But I'll just turn to my uh, my live action co-host here. Yes, it's here. He is just standard Blackford Torin, and he's just like this place stinks. Rathion, why are you here? You stink. So I take it this is uh, obviously before Dragonflight, and there is at some point a time where <laughs> this man turns to the primalists and becomes all spooky and electric. Yeah, the, he, he, he was a big shit talker in this scene, and then he gets shoved. He gets shoved by Rathion because he, he says some meanie things. And I'm just like, yeah, when does this guy get enough powers to bring the thunder, literally? I feel like um, him being shoved by Rathion is his the I'm the Joker baby moment. <laughs> I'm the Joker baby! I'm the Joker baby! <laughs> That's just when he quietly mutters as he's on the ground, and everyone's like, oh, Rathion's showing his true colors. <laughs> what have you done to me, Turok Grimtotem? I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> and then he l- leaves the wedding. He, like, Irish exits the wedding, <laughs> flees to some unknown location where he's like, now is the time to unleash Lady Razagath. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he turns off his mog, and he's all spooky and crackly. Although I must say about that scene, I do appreciate... That it's a big to-do. He shoves him into the, the cake. R.I.P. cake. But then both Lorthamar and first Arcanist Thorithra are big buddies. And they're like, Turok, get the fuck out of here. And they were like, Rathion, you're rad. You get to stay. Sorry he made fun of you so hard you had to go crazy. And then after that, he just like leaves because he's, he's big embarrassed. He, he, he showed balls on stream, so he's like, I'm going to leave. And he takes a bunch of booze, and he is joined by... I'm back, but I can't find my headphones. <laughs> so he is joined by Calic, Calic Ghost. And the two of them have a real bro moment. I found my headphones. They're on, they're on the chair. He, okay. is, he was joined by Caligos, and they had a real bro moment. Who, Alex? Yep, no, Rathion, after he pushed Turok Grimtotem, while you were gone, we went over the big cake-pushing scene. You know, I'm so sorry, but I actually am going to have to rewind us, because we did skip over a very key element, and something that we at DNR offices have been clamoring for for a very long time. 
Because one day, Moira's son will rule the Dark Iron. And this motherfucker's walking around and talking now. You know, it's weird that they wrote this in this short story, but his model is still like a two-pixel baby in Ironforge, right? <laughs> it's, still a, it's still a JPEG on like a no square. Everyone close your eyes with me. This is the description of Dagrin the Rusian II. His physical appearance embodied traits of both parents. Skin, a warm shade of gray with green eyes. Rathian had been told that one could see the occasional glimmer of a fiery red in them. Dagrin's long white hair was pulled back in a tidy braid, and his gawky frame was dressed in elegant formal garb, which he had likely ruined by sitting on the grass beneath the tree. So he's this little skinny dwarven nerd boy who loves books. Yeah, they... They don't say, like, this motherfucker is eight years old, but I'm trying to think, is it like he loves books? Like, Hop on Pop Mother is a classic of <laughs> Theodore Geisel. Or is he, like, upper, like, middle school? No, he's like, you know, under this tree I was writing my own Twilight fanfic. <laughs> so he's he's hanging out with Erator. So Erator is at least older than that. He's like a teen... Erator sat beside him and they chatted amicably as Erator flipped through a large tome. Perhaps the one Morris said Dagger had to put down. <laughs> so, also, Magni's there. Grandpa Magni is like, Dagger is my heart made flesh again. And I'm like, I, oh, I, I do appreciate Magni being there because they did describe the fact that it is visually distracting when he turns around in the light. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad people finally admit that this big motherfucker's made of crystal, so it's like, ah, oh, stop it! It's like when you put your phone in, like, the, the light of the sun and your cat gets distracted. He, like, just blinds the whole ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they also just basically say, like, besides that, everything is completely normal with him. And I think that's fun, you know? It isn't really, it's not disabling. He just has this, he just glows in people's eyes sometimes. I just appreciate that, and then, because it, it's such a niche event, every time they reference Magni, they, the character has to remember the time he did the ritual, because if you just picked up a Warcraft book and you're like, oh boy, what's going on? And be like, there is a man who is made of entirely crystals. You'd be like, excuse me? So literally every character has to be like, Magni was there. Remember when he did that silly ritual? Boy, what a trip. Exactly what happened in this fucking book. But honestly, the real shit he'll move. Moira asked Rathian, would you like to meet him? And the motherfucker said no. We could have had a conversation with Dagrin the second, our future king of the Dark Irons, and the regular dwarfs. Nothing. Robbed. It's also just, like, big rude, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When's Dagrin ever get to go out and do shit, Rathion? Go talk to the boy. This is the first time out of his cradle. <laughs> he's, been, he's been sitting in there for for 15 years. He's so years. He's so cramped. He's like, mother, please let me leave my cradle. It's like, you need time to incubate. I can't wait to fucking tell Dagger in the second about hate rail and anger rail and seed rail. He's going to love these stories. Okay, we can go back to the 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 Torin, the man who also was like, "You will see the power of the Torin," and I'm like, "Oh, we had a Torin master race kind of thing going on here." I love that. I think who is it that even discovered? Is it, oh, it's Rathian, and he he doesn't he literally ask Bane like, "What is he doing here?" And Bane's like, "I don't <laughs> know why he's here either." Well, yeah, because <laughs> every single member of the guest list has been like, and like Teralian, Illyria. Morathar, leader of the Sharp Spear Orcs. And then it's just like, and this guy. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is legitimately like a leader or someone really important. And it, even after he after he leaves, first Arcanist Thorithra says something to the effect of like, I knew I shouldn't have left it open to the public. So like, I guess technically anyone could have gone. Maybe Rathian didn't care about them, but like... Tracer with an extra R technically got invited to the wedding. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to roll Shaman for Dragonflight. 
just so so like literally Bade was like why are you here you shouldn't be here and he was like I'm a shaman the entire earth is mine to walk like fuck you dude <laughs> that's not an answer so it's literally like I'm a shaman which means I'm invited to every party <laughs> if you are holding your event not on Argus or Draenor bitch I am there also, this is neither here nor there, and I won't shame any short kings out there, but I didn't know that Arkanathothra was taller than Lorthamar, so when it said he had to stand on his tippy toes to kiss her, I was like, hee But, like, the thing is, they both are probably pretty tall. They both no, are, like, yeah, the two he, tallest people there, probably. Yeah, he, he is, like, six foot five, she's, like, six foot nine, like, but it, there was just a distinct, like, haha, you gotta get on your toes. <laughs> Did we talk? Okay, so when I when I called sushi time, did you guys keep talking about the thing? Uh, like, just we, <laughs> yes, we we did talk about the big push. We left off on after Rathion left, he hung out with Calic, and Calic was like, "I brought this flagon of wine. We should fucking down this shit in a tree." And he's like, "Hell yeah." He's like, I won't talk to Dagrid, but I'll get wine drunk with Calic in a tree. <laughs> I am prepared to get sheeshed with an aspect of the Draconic Order. Okay, yeah, so they're fucking drinking wine, figuring shit out. The dragon gossiping about, like, black dragons and, oh, nobody's gonna want to accept me a black dragon. He's like, well, white people are dead too, so fuck you. <laughs> Basically, it's kind of what it was. Yeah, it's like, it's like, at least you have a dragon flight. There's what, like three or four of you? I disbanded my guys. I, I, I have no blue dragons in my contacts list anymore. But then, is it, one of them asked the other one, have you heard any more about the dragon isles? So like, everyone sounds like they're trying to snoop around and like, figure out what they can learn about it. Yeah, it looks like Rathion asks Alexstrasza, they ask Chromie, they ask, oh, they can't ask you Sarah because she's fucking dead. Okay, this one I thought was the most craziest one. And Nosdormu won't even grant me an audience to talk to him. It says that he was too busy maintaining the infinite timeways, but isn't it kind of fucked up that Nosdormu couldn't even carve time out of his day to talk to Rathion, like, at all? Like, never? That's really weird, because if I were an all-powerful, time-traveling dragon, doesn't that kind of mean that you have infinite time to talk with anyone? You can just, like, go back in time and talk with them when, like, they're free. Or, like, surely he could send a messenger. Or have somebody, like, hold the timeways for him, you know, while he's, like, walking away. Oh, no, I'm I scared. What's happening here? <laughs> what? Oh, I... <laughs> so, Immune brought some claws to this event, but he only brought, like, three, and I was like, I don't want to steal his claw, so pardon me as I casually take a shot. I don't have to go anywhere, considering it's my house, so. This is true. Also, I don't need to worry either, because my parents are DDing for me. They <laughs> get crazy. I did, I did re-meet Immune's father. It was very interesting. <laughs> okay, all that taken care of. I want to talk about whatever you guys were talking about. Uh, we got cheese pizza on the way, apparently. Yeah, we got some cheese pizza. <laughs> okay, so back to the story. So right at the end, as they're, they're, ha <clears throat> they're having their wine conversation, this is basically what Rathbad was doing, <clears throat> choking on his arc wine. He was, like, holding his, like, chest and feeling, like, a pressure, and apparently Calic was doing the same thing. But they both were trying to, like, hide it from each other. Because they're like, I'm not in pain. I'm perfectly fine. And he was like, yo, listen, are you in pain? Yes, I am in pain. And so then they were like, we have to go ask Alexstrasza what's happening to us. And they flew off to Wormrest Temple. Because of that weird pressure they felt just pushing them down. And they get there. And they find themselves in the center of the largest gathering of dragons Rathian had ever seen. Some wore their visages. Some did not. And most placed their hands on their chest over their hearts where that pressure was basically pushing in on them. And this is where Caligos is like, there's barely a blue flight at all now. Like, yes, we know you're sad. I, I do appreciate that scene because Rathion goes and describes the many people that are there. And when it comes to the green dragon fight, he said, even Marithra, who had so graciously stepped up in the absence of her mother. And it's like, thank you, Christy. For recognizing Marithra this one time. 
I don't even know if she'll get that much of an introduction in Dragonflight. I hope so. No. I mean, honestly, I think most of the storyline of the green Dragonflight in Dragonflight is going to be, like, Mal Malfurion helping Isera return to Azeroth. So, Rapion finally makes it out Straza, and is like, yo, what the fuck's happening? And she's like, young one, she said, exchanging a sage look with Norse Dormu. Oh, so the time waste aren't that fucking important, Norse Dormu. Okay. Uh, you have heard the call, and you have answered. Rapion's like, the call? And uh, Alxhrasa says, yes, the call. One long awaited. All of us here, below, anywhere in the world. We have all been called, and we have heard it with our hearts. The Dragon Isles are awaiting our return. Rathion, you are homesick. What does she mean about below? Where does below mean? Is it just how, like, some dragons have, like, underground dens? I guess, but I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, the dead? Or does she mean, like, is there, like, a cabal of, like, middle-of-the-earth dragons we don't know about? Like... Hmm, I did not even pick up on this one. I guess this goes to show that I really just tuned out after the wedding. I was like, huh, below earth dragons. I don't know. I just I just like that every single one of them did the exact same hand motion. That visibly is funny to me. Everyone being like, oh, it's like we just ate at Popeye's champion. We've got such intense heartburn. We're clutching our chest like it's a Pepto-Bismol commercial. Yo, who got those tums to pass around, though? Oh. Dragon tums. The five stages of draconic homesickness. <laughs> Nausea, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. So, real talk, though. When they all felt that, that is, like, the exact moment during the one reveal of Dragonflight cinematic when, like, Stony Tony completed the, the like, uh, big light tower move. Yeah, that, that's funny to think about. They're like, we have such pain. And then Stonathan Tonathan, like, completed the honeycomb. And they're like, we gotta go. <laughs> they started, He's like, falling. running off. <laughs> Can you imagine flying all the way from north? I guess it's not that far of a flight for a dragon. But flying from, yeah, Wormrest Temple to Stony Tony's position. I gotta catch him. <sighs> I know we've talked about this several times, but I always forget what conclusion we come to. But, like, on the map of Azeroth, are the Dragon Isles, like, between Northrend and the Eastern Kingdoms? Or uh, 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 we, we, saw, we heard a thing that said Northeast once, and that makes me piss. We're both looking at my, my aged match map of Azeroth here. That, that's not the space that it's supposed to be. I kind of pictured, like, here, though. Yeah, yeah, he's pointing He's pointing in between Eastern Kingdoms and Northrend, but I don't think that's where it's, where they said it is. I never thought that was there. I think that it's north of Eastern Kingdoms, just straight north of it. Like, in so, the north, like, it, so in the like to, to the right of, like, Kaldanos, that, that island up there? Just, like, either, like, directly, like, just in a straight line ahead of that, or, like, maybe, like, vaguely off left or right to the side of it. But I guess we can literally see the map in the game, can't we? Like, isn't it in the uh, game? <laughs> you, know what that, you know what? That's fucked me up. I guess you could just hit M right now and just decide where it is. Yeah, it's kind of funny that I haven't done that. <laughs> or, like, haven't, like, put it in my memory where that spot is. Yeah, I legitimately haven't even thought to do that. <laughs> I mean, it was a good read. Like... I would say give it a reread because I feel like there's like nuggets of stuff in there, but like, I, the wedding is kind of boring. Like, and like the poem, I get it, whatever, who cares? I mean, because like they met doing slam poetry in the last Goldie short story, right? Yes, and Rathan even remarks as such. He was like, they wrote their their vows and poem because they their flames were alighted during a poetry session. Ooh. I was like, don't remind me of that story. I also love that, like, very little to none, zero night elves showed up to this. Because they're still fighting with the Alliance. So yeah, they, they, they even, much. they they said as much. Yeah, they were, they said Tyrande and Malfurion were just pissed. Like, they were, they were too busy doing infrastructure stuff. They were, they were mad at the Alliance even, and especially the Horde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, they, they were like, so yeah, so they're mad. But I also have heard that they're pretty occupied with another project they've been working on. So they're growing that tree, I hope. Yeah, I wonder 
when we're going to hear more about that, because the whole world seed being uh, sent basically into the care of the Night Elves was at the end of Shadowlands, so I feel like we should be hearing more about that soon. After the amount of times they've lost their world tree, they're not telling people shit about this one until it is already there. Honestly, they might just not tell people shit about it even if it's already been there. <laughs> It'll be like 12.0. It'll be like, we have nowhere to go. And then Tyrande will like pull out her collar and be like, we do have Nudrasil. It's like, when did you grow Nudrasil? It's like, you guys love to burn our shit down. We're not telling you any about it. Dude, what if like Nudrasil has been in the game this entire time that no one's found it because they haven't announced anything or they didn't mind anything? They're just like, She's yeah. like, you know, I can bring you to Nudrasil, but like, you need to, like, put on these headphones and wear this blindfold. We're going to throw you in the back of this canoe. <laughs> we're going to drive around the vast... We're going to drive... What's the thing in the middle of the map? The, the maelstrom. The maelstrom. <laughs> we're going to drive around the maelstrom for a little while, so you can't tell how long it's been since we left. You know, we didn't have a single Valen reference. He didn't go to the wedding. Hates elves. <laughs> what can I say? You know what? It, it's fucked up. He hates anyone who doesn't have hoof feet. He's like, Draenei and Demons, those are my my two. If only he knew how many Torn were going to be there. He would have been there in a heartbeat. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's the Bio Eternal. Read it, give it a read, I guess. So, Immunization, what is your take as someone who didn't read it, but was just yelled at about plot points? What would you give it? Well, way to expose me here, but yeah, I didn't get around to reading it. I meant to earlier today, I'll probably dip back into it later but my main takeaways from it are that it's interesting that evil Torin from the first raid tier of dragonflight was there was he established at any point prior to this anywhere i think we know he's a shitty guy because he's a grim totem like people who are in the know are like oh i get it but no i've, I've never heard of Torok. that's it i'm not a horde guy so i'm sure tracer with an extra r is like you guys don't know Turok? <laughs> He's been in there since beat TBC. Yeah, so that's my main takeaway from, like, the wedding time. Um, also, the fact that our boy is finally old enough to attend a wedding and leave his cradle. And then the end uh, of them basically being called back to the Dragon Isles is cool as well. Those are my, like, main takeaways from what you guys said. Those are the big ones. Other than uh, Mela and Bane touching hooves. Well, they just stood there, even doe-eyes, you know? Yeah, so as I said, those are my main takeaways from what you guys said. I think I think it only worked because Anduin wasn't there. If Anduin was there, Mela would be like, My love, my broodmate, we should go get some cake. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm too distracted. And he would just sit there, like, twisting his little hair. It's <laughs> like, oh. When will he return the love that I showed him? Yeah, so I guess you guys did mention Anduin earlier, um, so he was not there. Was there any reference about where he was at this point? Nope, he just has not returned home, basically. Yeah, he's, he's just gone. And then I remember I was reading it, and I I told Cubbybub, I was like, Anduin's not there. And I think she was like, where is he? I was like, I don't know, fucking around the mall? Like, someplace he should not be. He's, like, doing community service and helping Sil Sylvanus grab her, like, lost souls or something. They're fucking. They probably are, and it's terrible. One, Horde. Two, Sylvanus. Three, straight? <laughs> when has he ever been that? It's betraying so many people. Four, living dead. Hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I got another bone to pick here with Mr. Steven Denuser. Unless you want to ground the prowl. Oh, it's far past that. Well, I just decided to keep going during sushi time, so let's keep, let's keep going. Yeah, so what Slide is pointing out is that there was an interview recently with uh, Daddy Denuser, where he effectively was asked about whether or not the Titans wanting to basically uh, put order magic in the, like, Dragon Isles, like, where they get their water from for the, the dragons in their little den, if, it, if that meant that the dragons are brainwashed by order magic in favor of the titans. He kind of had this, like, weird response where he's like, no, it's not brainwashing. And then he um 
Slide, you said it best about the his weird comment about fluoride in the water. Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact quote right now. Um, I'm on the page. It's a big paragraph of response. So the question is, the question is, is it more of a figurative loyalty in how they said the waters were also inoculating them against being corrupted by Yogg-Saron like Galakron did? And he says, the wellspring upon which Cheerhold was built was a naturally occurring phenomenon. Okay, sure. With waters that were like the Well of Eternity, the Veil of Eternal Blossoms, blah, blah, blah. And he says, so by putting Tearhold over the top of it and having the halls of infusion by which they could infuse order magic into those waters, it feeds those waters out to the life pools of the Red Flight. That ensures that from their point of view, the proper kind of water is being fed to them. It still has the positive energies and it's good to feed. It's good to feed to you. What? It's good to feed the eggs with good magic is basically what he's saying. Help them grow strong. It's like putting fluoride into the water where it has an outcome that you want to have happen, which means that the eggs and so forth will be put into the water or will be more inclined to be orderly in their thought. Now, wait a minute. I, it still feels like you're influencing them. Fluoride doesn't do that. It makes your teeth strong. <laughs> it, 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 it feels like Steve is like out of universe in universe creating propaganda. It's like, no, they're they're not getting mind controlled. They're being instilled with great <laughs> Titan thought processes. And that's all they'll think about. It's like, you don't have to stand that hard. I know all of this. I'm sorry. I'm on my second shot here. I know all this is just they they were like it's mind control and then so many people online are like mind control is a really weak narrative device and they're like shit shit yeah but like even what slide just said here that denuser said it's like saying that like by putting the water filling it with this order magic they'll be more inclined to be orderly in their thought how is that not mind control? <laughs> it's not mind control. It's just mind grooming. It's yeah. mind conditioning. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> he's putting dragon hairs. He's it's literally it's it's like let's not they're not they're not making them do what they want. They're just making them think like how they want them to think. Just like putting fluoride in the water. Like no. And this is also a really bad time to fucking making that comparison. Did you guys hear about this dude? who was, like, the city, like, water guy of his area, and he had been basically reducing the fluoride levels of the water to near zero for 20 years, and he didn't tell anybody because he didn't agree with it. I thought the government was trying to mind control people. I mean, because, like, that is something that the right has been, like, the like the crazy right has been, like, peddling as a conspiracy theory, right? Yeah, and it's a health problem now because now you have kids who you, who you thought were drinking flor floridated water, and now you find that they've gone 20 years, they're in college now, and their water did not have fluoride. Like, it's health issues you're leaving them with. One, he did this for 20 years, and two, Floridian is my favorite water type Pokemon that you can find in Pokemon Scavio. Now available. Don't buy it, but... Do buy it. Oh, I'm buying Pokemon Scav Scavio? He said Scav. What's the other version called? Uh, no, it's like Scarlet, Violet, Scavio. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, get ready, guy. That would just be teal. It's, it's, it's like Pokemon Swish. Swish. Which was my favorite, by the way. I'm very sad we moved past Pokemon Swish. But I will Dang. say, um, just as a quick side tangent, because it's also like heavy Pokemon time for us, um, I will stand by saying that, like, even though it has been um, a little bit of a fumbled <laughs> launch, it's been a little jank, but it's also, like, a lot of fun. I've been having fun with it. One of the first things that Immune did when he came into our home was <clears throat> Cubbybub was playing Scavio, or just Vio for her, and he was like, what are your opinions? And we were both like, it stinks, but it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And you know what? I love the picnic eating animation. I think I can't tell if it looks bad on purpose or by accident. But it reminds uh, it's, me. It's entirely by accident. No, I also, don't think so. Also, think so. Also, did you see my tweet where sometimes it doesn't work? 
It, it reminds me of like a WarioWare mini game, and that it's That's, so bizarre. No, sh- shut the fuck up! Someone literally did that. They did like, yeah. bah, 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 and then it opened. And it was just the eating thing, and it was like, ah, oh, you did it. That's exactly everyone what it just looks kind, like. Kind of nodded. Which is why I was like, oh, I like. I, I was like, I don't think this is on purpose, but I love it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, when I first saw it, I was kind of disgusted, but then I was like, is this camp? And it had, it was this meant to be camp. Like, my, my, <laughs> my, my, like, thought process I came to is that it was not meant to be, but it is. Yeah, there's so many shitty things about it, so many doo-doo animations, that it has taken on a new level of, like, we can all enjoy the that this is a mess together. Also, I have to say... I know we said we're all fart part of the the Flake Freaks. You say we're all fart, dude. We you are said we're all, all fart. We are all fart. We're all part of the Flake Freaks. Does anyone have a favorite new Pokemon yet? Hell yeah, I fucking do. Um, I will say that I mean I know it's just like this generation's um electric mouse, but like I really do enjoy the like um palmy palmo chain so far <laughs> i hate the pokemon but i appreciate that the evolution is just it stood up it stood up and got a little bigger <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say hands down i love uh the new tentacool tentacruel i they're great i uh, do what love you, what, what are you talking about they're not tentacool or tentacruel i'm they're sorry to- toadstool or it was like toad's ed it's literally the easiest. Toad's cool and Toad's cruel. Oh, I, I named my guy Squibby instantly, and I forgot what his real name was. I named my to- Toad Jr., and I remembered. Toad's cool is amazing. I love his little man cartoon energy. Toad's cruel, I was a little sad that it didn't maintain the little man energy. Why would they maintain little man energy if it's a tentacruel? Does that make any sense, th- Aaron? He his his tentacles could have coiled to, if he has eight of them. Two of them could have coiled together to make two legs, two arms. He could have been a little boy still. I'm glad you're not a Pokemon designer because I love Toad's Cruel and its ability is sick. I can paralyze any motherfucker I want with that stupid ability. I didn't get that one. Oh, you didn't get my Selenium Might. Maybe I did the one where it's like it's slower when it uses status moves. I was like, I ain't got one of those because I'm still a child when yeah. it comes to Pokemon. No, I was like, that's damage the, only, please. That's the same I move. Think we all that's are. the same I move. Think we're, we're, I think we're all in the boat where it's like, you know, I don't. Well, okay. At least I am too. Okay, <laughs> Slide Whistle is over there. He's a competitive. He, he's he's over just, there. And I he's, like, he's like, things. I, I, I love my. Through. I love my technical moves, and then he gets booted a year later. Because see the whole, see with status moves, you move slower, but they're guaranteed to hit no matter what the enemy's ability says. So if they have shed skin, who cares? You're getting poisoned. Oh, you can't be poisoned. You're poisoned. <laughs> it's beautiful. Excuse me, I have mold breaker, and I'm gonna break the mold. Break the mold down. <laughs> Break the mold down. Let's talk about the yeah. DF gameplay trailer with Razagath and okay. Alex Straza. Did you guys see this? So like, wait, I, I think- want Aaron to leave this. <laughs> Aaron says, "I will be." You know what? My balls are fully on stream here. I didn't have it pulled up. I looked at Immune's <laughs> amazing list that he had on his computer next to me. Well, okay, I will say, did you guys watch this? Um, like, I think today or yesterday or something, recently, they released, like, a new, like, two-minute, like, they called it, like, a Dragonflight gameplay trailer. And mainly what I wanted to talk about is the beginning of it is, like, a cinematic where basically... It starts with, like, the whole, like, Calic and Cadgar talking about, like, the return of the Primalists. And then it basically goes to Alexstrasza and then shows Alexstrasza and Razageth fighting. So I feel like there's more backstory than we that we don't know yet about, like, a possible rivalry between Alexstrasza and Razageth. Oh, there's, shit, There's, like, a cinematic yeah. where the two of them are, like, air fighting each other. Yeah, she's, like, coming out of, like, the smoky storm. I'm, this is a live watch, everybody. Youngest of the primalists. Wait, so they're older primalists? Yeah, they're, like, 
tackling and biting in air. This is probably like an in-game cinematic, I think. Kicking apart and breathing fire and breathing lightning. Shit. I don't remember seeing this. I guess I must have also glazed over this when I was listening to it or watching it. Yeah, I just thought it was worth bringing up. I thought it was kind of cool. I haven't seen it, but now I have homework to go watch it. In between this recording and me editing, I'll be I'll watch it and go, wow, what a scoop. So is the idea that we're literally facing the like the weakest primalist right off the gate? I like, mean, I guess, I guess. If, Steve, if Steve the Snoozer was like, this is the beginning of a brand new chapter, it would make sense that he introduces a guy who's just kind of shit tier. Like the dragons are scared of him, but it's like Razagath. I'm like, you have no idea what will happen when, when. Oh my god, we've all done the drag tier thing. They said a name that wasn't Razagath. It Ooh. was like, they did. It was like Ichnithir or something. Immunization can take over. Will I s go to the side here and watch this thing? They said a name that is more important than Razagath. In the launch video? I think he's talking about the Drakthir campaign, but or like the intro like um, quests. But imagine how... I feel like people would be really mad if the primalists were just like, overarching villains for all of the tiers of Dragonflight. So, like, what, imagine, like, Raid 1 being, like, Razageth as the main bad, and, like, you, we down her, but then, um, the, but then it's like, you know, she was the weakest of the Primalists, and then, like, our next raid is, like, the second in command of the Primalists, and then the end tier is, like, the leader of the Primalists. <laughs> He's kind of, like, slobbed through each one, punching them out. It would be so boring if, like, every raid was just Primalist theme, though. I mean, it would, but, like, not necessarily, because they all control a different element, and they can convey that element in, like, a totally different, like, way. I think they could really make it better than just being four dragons, you know? It could just be, like, a lightning theme, and a fire theme, and a whatever theme theme from there. I guess, yeah, they could make four distinct tiers that are, like, all four of the elements that we've already faced now in, like, these invasions that we're having. And, like, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of dragons, but, I mean, did anybody expect anything else from the expansion called Dragon, dragon Flight? Like, I don't know. <laughs> we're fighting dragons. Let's fight all the fucking... Kill them all. Well, okay, is there anything else we want to talk about? I guess we're still waiting for Aaron to possibly hear this, so, uh, I guess, like... Uh, wait, no more! Eardacron! Is this one of the cinematics that's part of the, like, yes, Drakthir leveling? Yes, this is, no, this is the Cadgar one, when he goes to the, when he goes to the platform, and Norsdormu, and Alexstrasza, and Rathion are there, they're talking about, specifically, the screen cap that I have here, Norsdormu is talking about, and if Irdacron's hunger is unleashed, and then Alexstrasza is like, we will not let that happen. We have no choice. We must take direct intervention. So, Eirdrakhan is something. Hmm, maybe it's like a like another like level higher than Razagast. I am I am seeing Immune has pulled up something on his his computer book here. Yeah, so basically this Wowpedia article is really short, and it really just goes off of what Aaron just said here, that Eirdokron is a, well, he's, his title is Eirdokron the Stone Scaled, and he's a proto-dragon, one of the primal incarnates. He leads a, leads the primalists, and he has a hunger that knows Dormu fears being unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they really did, They really did a whole thing based off of Norsumu's, like, one line. And his status in this article is listed as alive, parentheses, imprisoned. So, possibly he's still imprisoned where Razageth, like, was unleashed from. Dude, she's gonna do a prison break, I think. I think she's gonna break out everybody out of jail. And we're gonna have to, like, do Watch all, if, like, all this Watch if, like, that's the end cinematic of this upcoming raid, where, like, we defeat her, but she succeeds in unleashing all these other primalists. Mmm, I'd love that. This is gonna be a great expansion, I'm pumped. I wish there wasn't a stupid wedding to go do during this fucking week. <laughs> I stand by the theory, though, that any expansion with Cadgar in it is a good expansion. Cadgar expansions. Ooh, Blizzard announces some Dragonflight content will open with the weekly reset. What do we have here? Yeah, what what with are we able to do this tomorrow? 
according to this. No, this is counting. Oh, this is just counting next oh, Tuesday. I, I definitely forgot what day. <laughs> it is Tuesday. Immune even pulled up the calendar to show me that it is in fact Tuesday. Honestly, I'm I've been traveling. I'm kind of drunk, and I have been unemployed for a little bit, so I've lost all track of time. <laughs> With the timing of the Unlock of the Dragon Isles, Monday, November 28th, players will find themselves leveling up with less than a day to go before the weekly reset. Um, oh, yeah, because, like, news newsflash to you and army. It's a little weird. I say it's a little weird, although, like, uh, you guys said this last time I brought it up that um, Shadowlands also launched on a Monday. But we're getting Dragonflight launched on Monday the 28th, and then, like, we have our reset the next day? Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Yes, correct. He, he was my go-to in Injustice, by the way. If anyone was Injustice 1 fans, I'll fight you. I was a an S-tier Grundy guy. Grundy main. As a result, the following content will be unavailable. Oh, okay. We've configured Dragonflight to prevent most weekly rewards from appearing prior to that first weekly reset the next day. As a result, the following content will be unavailable until the new week starts mythic dungeons dragon bane strong box from siege of dragon bane keep the fuck is that grand hunt spoils the weekly quest community feast the more weekly quests and no profession quests of any kind and no pvp quests <laughs> regarding you honor you cannot fucking do any outcome your inscription until we say so tomorrow basically everyone just level that's it just level on monday <laughs> Also, um, I was reading this somewhere, so, like, I'll just put it out as a warning in case, because, like, even if it's not true, it's probably something good to do. Um, I was hearing that, like, if you have a great vault, um, you gotta open it before Dragonflight actually launches, because I think they'll just remove it. That makes sense. That, that checks out, honestly. Fucking God bless to the people who still have great vault, who are still doing content this week. I go and do and fight the primalists, and as soon as that's over, I head over to the world of pocket monsters. I've been doing the fucking, <laughs> I've been doing the night fate campaign <laughs> to get the male armor because there's not a lot of armor sets that I have unlocked for male to begin with. Let alone you know tier sets is where most of them come from, and obviously Drag Three don't have a tier set, so I'm like, let me get this male set real quick. <laughs> Really uh, doing some extreme content the week before Dragonflight comes out. <laughs> and right here at the end, I gotta say, we promised it last week. We gotta respond to our friend who sent us an email at do not relent pod at gmail.com. So this is fresh from our friend Jim. He said, I stumbled upon your pod. It is good to have three people in the podcast. A couple of critiques. You can tell me to pound sand. One, segments should have bumpers. I like your news and how you guys are fairly irre irreverent, but not taking the game too seriously. Razagath, someone needs to do a parody song. Razagath, but to the 50 song Lollipop. Also, I think you guys need a better podcast artwork. Keep on keeping on, Jimination, a.k.a. Kedron. Hashtag real talk, Aaron. When are we getting that fucking banger of a song put out, huh? When are we getting fucking Razageth, Razageth, ooh, Raz, Razageth. Growl has been working on it for a couple weeks here. She would never let down Jimination. Thanks, Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Jim, 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 Jim. I've already responded, but mwah. Now we're moving on to our top toot, bottom boot. Medium moat. Immunization. I'm going to look right d dead in your eyes as you give me your TT BBMM. Well, I wish you wouldn't because now I need to, now, now I'm put on the spot. But, um, I have a top toot. Toot toot. Toot. And it is, we are right here. I mean, this is the cop out of a top two, but like we are, we are like legitimately really close. Like by the time this episode is out, Mere days until Dragonflight is released. And that is super exciting. Um, you know, I am currently in Michigan traveling, so my playtime is a little bit constricted. So I guess, like, the the little bit of a complicated moot part of it is that I do need to get the rest of these elemental parts to make this, uh, this heirloom trinket. Because I, you know, I want it because it's going to go away. But, yes, just 
overall excitement for Dragonflight being so fucking close. Slide Whistle, what do you got? I got a medium moot. Medium moot. Medium. Oh, so the medium moot consists of two parts. One part being the good part, which is Dragonflight's right around the corner. You know, you've heard this before. My butt, but my bottom boot that kind of makes it a medium moot is... I gotta fucking read stupid fucking officer chat and do these stupid officer meetings that are pointless that we could just do over text and yet we want to get everybody in a voice chat so we can ramble on after we get through our first point and people can tell their life stories that I don't want to hear about. Just fucking type it. Type it to me. We can do this at another time. I'd rather you do anything else if you can these meetings that go way too long for no reason. Yeah, I mean, our guild loves uh, pulling the meetings where we all just say what we're going to play, which for most of us is what we've always played. <laughs> I say I have, I have yet to change since 2018, but... Oh, that I meeting, will... that meeting I'm excited for. That one, I can say my thing, and then I can leave. The officer meeting is where they hold you hostage. They, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, I guess I'll be in that one now, because I don't think I've actually been in one of the pre-expansion officer meetings because I was made an officer during Shadowlands. <laughs> yeah, and because now there's more of us, I was able to get you to type, let's just type instead of talk. And it was so much easier. It was quicker, and we saved so much time. What about you, Aaron? What's your top two bottom boot medium moot? I gotta say, I got a medium moot this week as well. Medium moot. And it's really just been this pre-patch experience. I don't know. I, I had so much fun in, like, the Legion pre-patch, but I really do think, now having experienced three of them, it was just because I was a child that didn't understand what was going on. This one, I'm able to min-max, I'm able to actually know what I'm doing, and every day I just clear, I get all of the necessary pre-expansion books to clear one of the armor sets, so all I have to do is tomorrow do the leather one, and then I'm done. And I was like, wow, what a pre-patch. Oh, boy. And I guess it's because I play the same character every time, so I don't need to level up. I don't need to get extra loot to level, like, a new guy up. But it's like, oh, boy, I sure did go to three zones for a week and a half. Yeehaw. Like, there... There was, I guess they had the tier dungeon. That was the big thing. But, like, we didn't even get to kill Nathanos in this one. I really liked that part where I got to kick the shit out of Nathanos. Uh. Hey, maybe the cloth armor actually looks really cool. You know, you'll never know unless you get no, it. No, it literally doesn't. I've gotten it last week. I'm pretty sure that was my bottom boot last week. It's terrible. Maybe it changed. <laughs> maybe they went back and made it better. But no one knows because no one's put it on since then. I'm interested to see what Immune's doing. He's pulled up Vault of the Incarnates here. Um, only because I was still on the page of that uh, Primalist Dragon that Aaron mentioned earlier. And it said his location was the Vault of the Incarnates. I feel like we're going to get a, an eternal palace, eternal water place thing. Where we kill Razagath and she was like, You stupid bitch. My death is the first thing to bringing back Iridiacon. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like the place where we fight her might actually be the place where they're they're like held up anyway. So I don't know. Much like how we might be summoning Iridiacon into this mortal plane, we will summon the names of our top two patrons. These include Command Sergeant Major Tuzerla, fourth host of the podcast, Jamonkey, Ahoy Vince, a.k.a. Nathanos, killed himself to see Sylvanas since he won't even pick up the phone. And Sync slash Drag Race, Azarin, Mitch, who wants the pod to know that the hunters of Uno Mas are burly boys. Crucifix, Cardike, Saracen Hawk, Joe Dorno, Gersh Potato Pie. Here's a pie. Hoax, asking Growlina to say, For the Horde. Vanderlyle, generational talent, smurf, debased god. Slide Whistle says, Fuck Craig. Chris M. And Will, a.k.a. Tire, Trade Chat's fallen father. I will say it was really interesting seeing um, Aaron's actual notes app note about all of this. So but I'll keep that a secret. Yeah, every single time. You'd think that it hasn't changed in too long. So you'd think I'd have it memorized. I haven't. <laughs> There's a literal notes app note. 
But I do want to say that I do appreciate that Gersh always changes hers to be seasonal. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The what was it? Was it again? Was it pie? You said uh, a potato pie. Potato pie. Gersh potato pie. All right, with that, we're out of here. Have a good Thanksgiving. Don't drunk drive or I'll kick your ass. Immune. I literally did not drive here. I was dropped off here. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Vaccination. Um, immunization's father dropped him off. And he is. He said, make sure to call me to pick you up. And, you know, this is very, very high school here. I was dropped off at a friend's house. And I'll be picked up. At 9.45 sharp. Oh, we gotta get out of here then. Okay, so if you have any comments, questions, complaints, and you want to send us your favorite recipe for pasta pie, send it to us at do not pod at gmail.com or to me at navarracoffin at gmail.com. What about you two? Where you at? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You could follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. You can join our Discord server by going to do not relent.com. I live here. I was like, he says two things. He's saying a third thing. Is this the revival of the Twitch? But no, it was not. Sometimes I don't say it, and so he says it. <laughs> you can find me at twitter.com at the Big Cheesy. You can read our show's literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. And you can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. But no, my Twitch is locked in the Vault of the Incarnates along with, like, uh, Morzageth and Mostageth. <laughs> Bob to be free. Aridia Khan will be gri- gripping in his tiny little proto-draconic hands the last dead by daylight stream that Immune has done. He said, when are we going to get that little twink South Korean boy again? I can't wear it. Can't wait to dress up for Iridiacon. I'm gonna go as Razagath, my favorite anime waifu. I'm gonna go as Smile DK. <laughs> Gacked. Alright, folks, we'll see you next week. Have a good Thanksgiving, and remember Another Down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.